everyone. Welcome back to the Film Fund Podcast. I'm your host, founder, and executive producer at the Film Fund, Thomas Verity. I'm also an award-winning filmmaker, producer, and film festival judge. I started the Film Fund to give filmmakers an easier, alternative way to get their films funded. Instead of working on a screenplay, crowdfunding campaign, or grant application, you write one sentence pitching your film for a chance to receive up to $10,000 and other prizes to make it. At the time of this recording, our spring 2022 narrative and documentary funding contests are open. There's about a week left for that deadline on May 17th. So honestly, by the time this episode comes out, they will be closed. But if you're listening regularly, or if you're listening at a later date, contests do happen regularly. So check us out at thefilmfund.co to enter your one-sentence pitch for a chance to win up to 10 grand to make your film. And yeah, check out thefilmfund.co for the most up-to-date information. Sign up for an email newsletter. That's the best way to see the dates on all of our contests. Today we have David Linthicum. David, am I saying that right? That's right, Linthicum. I asked you about the first name, not the last name. Linthicum, cool. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. David is one of our previous winners. He won the Expressway Cinder Rental Sponsored Prize, uh, which was a weekend rental of a Blackmagic Ursa Mini G2 and an RE Prime lens set to make his film and make it at an awesome high production value and make it look absolutely amazing. So David... Super excited to have you. David's a filmmaker. He can introduce himself a lot better than I can. <laughs> David, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure. So um, I'm a film uh, creator, writer, director, um, kind of all over the place in terms of crew-wise. Um, I am originally from Baltimore, Maryland, but I moved to York, Pennsylvania when I was a young child, like in elementary school. Um, okay. So I uh, got my start in film in ninth grade of high school at um, Dallas Town High School, where I went. Um, it's like a smaller high school up here, but it's um, it had like a really good film program compared to many of the other schools around us. So um, we were able to compete mm-hmm. um, through there and, and get a lot of knowledge. So after I left there, I went to college at Towson University, also studying film. Okay. Um and there I really started to ramp up my production, um, in terms of writing and shooting my own films. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I made maybe six or seven films at Towson on my own and then worked on several others as well. Yeah. Um, it was a great time. I loved, I loved school, honestly, like compared to the real world school was like everything. (laughs) So um, I like school too. A lot of people are like, Oh, I hate school. I'm like, I was the nerd in the Shakespeare class, always like raising my hand and <laughs> participating. I loved it. Um, that's yeah. awesome that your high school had a, a film program too. I feel like um, a lot of schools don't. So that's so cool to see you were able to start early and really start learning the fundamentals. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was kind of like a shared TV slash film program. So it was kind of, mm-hmm. we learned a little bit of broadcast and a little bit of production and, um, but yeah, it was great to see. And we competed against other schools across the country at like, tr- we would take trips to contests and stuff for high schoolers. So we That's were so at a, a decent clip. Um, but yeah, going forward since then, I've graduated from Towson. Um, and since then, I've been working um, full time as a mostly as a production assistant grip, like trying to get my foot in the door in the industry. Um mm-hmm in the Baltimore DC area. So we're starting to move out there. Um, and then on, on the side also making my own projects. So that's where the film fund really helped out. Um, yeah. So 
So when you I looked have a f- at um oh sorry go ahead I'm a bad host I was cutting uh, people off. <laughs> it's all good. I was gonna just jump in on the film stuff, but if you want to go a different direction, no, go for it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So last um last year two, uh it was about a year and a half ago I guess I started um really getting into pre production on a film that I had written um at Towson in a directed study so. Um, I had worked on that script for maybe a year or so, and then, uh, got into the point where we were starting to try to put together funds in order to shoot the thing. And, um, we were applying for grants and applying for grants and not getting much back. And the film fund was actually the only people willing to reach out to me and, and help me out. So, uh, I really appreciate that. And, um, when we got picked as a finalist, I was like shocked. I couldn't believe it. That's but, awesome. um, yeah. Yeah. We, the whole, the grant, you know, grants can be great. I've seen a lot of awesome films come out of grants, but it's just, it's so competitive out there. And film fun's competitive too, but we take a bit of a right. simpler approach. I mean, a lot of these grants have really, really, um, arduous application procedures. Like I, I remember in college, I submitted to a couple of grants and, one of them was like 20 pages and it just, it's, I sunk so much time into that. Um, so we just wanted to distill that a little bit more into, you know, a log line basically. And what are you going to use the funding for? So it's so awesome. Um, they were selected as a finalist and ultimately a winner to win that prize. And um, I forget so many, so many projects are happening. You guys shot already, correct? Uh, no, okay. we haven't yet. Um yeah, we with your donation, it was definitely very helpful in terms of equipment. But we're still at a point where we're, it's just not financially um, possible yet. Gotcha. So we have a lot of things that we need. It um, parts of it take place in a hospital, so trying to manipulate a space to make it look like a hospital mm. and and really sell that is tough. Yeah, um, unless you get a hospital, which is very tough. So um, you guys have a um... different. Different logistical where are you, where things. Are you shooting? Are you in York or are you more Baltimore um, or DC? Uh, so currently, my there's a couple of locations that when I was writing the script, I already kind of knew where I wanted to shoot them, like was picturing it in my head there and stuff. And some of those are in York, but um, mostly I was trying to look for shooting spaces in Baltimore because um, some of our grants some of the grants we have access to are like only available in if you shoot in the state that they're providing the grant through. So, um, so for that reason, we were going to try to shoot in Maryland mostly, but um, still kind of undetermined um, trying to see what works best for us. Like we don't want to lock ourselves down too much in terms of the location. If we can get financing, we'll shoot wherever we can make it happen and make it look good. I was just going to speak from some of my experience. Um, I'm based in Philadelphia and we have an awesome film commission. The the official name is the greater Philadelphia film office, but they have a locations tool on their website and you can just search um, hospital Uh, and all of these locations come up. They're either hospitals that are film friendly or they're vacant hospitals. Uh, I shot a short film passion project of mine called the Tom's uh, in September of last year. And we had a hospital scene, and um, you know, I just went on there and found this hospital in uh, – it wasn't in the best neighborhood. It was in Chester. No offense to anyone who lives in Chester up there, but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> it was a little rough. Um, 
And yeah, we just shot there. It was currently, it was closed down because they were renovating it and it changed owners or something and the owner was just renting it out. Um, I got it for like, it was like 500 bucks for the day or something. Um, so, so I would definitely, wow. I, know, I'm, I know Maryland has some kind of film office. So I would definitely, if you are shooting in Maryland, I would reach out to them. Um, film commissions yeah. are super, super helpful in terms of, at least the, from my experience, the Philly one. Um, shout out to Sharon Pinkinson um, on running a great film office there. And yeah, so I would reach out to film commissions in terms of getting locations. That's always my um, my first step when I don't know what to do because <laughs> they can just be so useful. And they they want to see projects happen Absolutely. in their state. That's their whole job um, or their city or whatever region that they're in charge of uh, right. managing. For sure. Yeah, the Maryland Film Office was very helpful mm. to us through college and everything. So um, we definitely have reached out to them and are trying to work some stuff out. But um, I'll definitely have to look into the Philly one. I actually went to school in Chester for a year. Um, oh, did you? Yeah, before I went to at, Towson. Um, uh, Widener. What's it called? Widener, yeah. My cousin went to Widener. Yeah, I went there for a year for business, and then I transferred out and went to Towson. So. Gotcha. Did you study uh, film at Towson? I know you said you made a bunch of films through yeah, uh, while you yeah. were at Towson. So at okay, Towson, I was an uh, electronic media and film major is what they call it, but it's essentially filmmaking and writing. They have a really great emphasis on story, not to like plug mm -hmm. Towson, but Towson's no, like story program is just incredible. Um, Mark May leads the screenwriting team, and like okay. they're just – their dedication to story throughout the entire process of filmmaking, like when they teach lighting and they teach camera work and they teach like all these different aspects of film, it's all just based around story. And mm -hmm. like they really push for you to be fluent in that storytelling mindset before mm -hmm. you really start to learn the process of it. So yeah. um, I th that's one thing that I don't notice with a lot of schools that I think makes a really big difference at Towson. And we have a lot of people coming out on the technical stuff. Yeah. More of the technical stuff. Like, I think they assume that you'll pick up the story stuff as you go along, but mm -hmm. really building that foundation of it and looking for that with everything you do is really important to filmmaking, I think. And hundred percent. Um, so I think they and, do a good uh, job. What I was taught, I went to Lehigh um, and we didn't have, they have, they have, they have a film studies minor now. Um, and they have a creative writing program. I did the creative writing program, and they started up screenwriting courses, but not really until after I was finished with the program. But everything they, it was more prose writing, but everything they did, and we had great professors, you know, published authors. Um, Stephanie Watts was my thesis advisor. She did an awesome job. I wrote a screenplay, and our, she always taught me that the, you know, the basis of all story comes from conflict. Um, so, right. you know, two opposing forces kind of coming together and fighting each other and you know you have a story there you're like what's going to happen um so i mean at the film fund that's what we really look for in our pitches and you had i don't want to unless you're comfortable with it I, we generally don't release the pitch sentences until the film is actually released just out of respect to the filmmakers um you know don't wanna, sure. if they don't want to be promoting like what their film is about and what their pitch is publicly online before it comes out we don't do that um but just speaking about your pitch generally it had such a unique conflict in it um do you want to talk about it at all or keep yeah. it more under wraps? Um, yeah, I think you can go into it a bit. Um, maybe if there's anything, I might just stop you, but I don't, I don't think there's too much to worry about. So why don't we do it this way? Why I don't you, right. um, 
<laughs> why don't you say what you want to say about it? Because I don't want to accidentally say something. Um, gotcha. Give too much away. Um, well, I'm trying to think about the best way that I would go about this. Because if I just start rambling about it, I probably won't stop. Sure. That's <laughs> fine with me. We have an hour. So uh, <laughs> why don't I um, – I think what I'll do is maybe I'll just have you read the pitch. Okay. And I'll try not to – say i'll try to fill in some blanks but maybe leave it a little okay, vague cool. so let's see oh of course my laptop decided to freeze mid-recording okay here we go so uh had it pulled up and no, there we go funds will go to equipment costs to produce an emotional journey in which rise must decide whether to donate his kidney to save his lifelong best friend who had an affair with his wife five years ago now if that doesn't, you know, spark conflict, like, I don't know what does. You have this guy who has to decide to donate his yep. kidney, literally give a physical part of himself, an organ, to his best friend, who also, we find out, had an affair with his wife in the past. It's just like, so much conflict is there. So many stakes. You know, his, his, his lifelong best friend is, I assume, dying, because it says he has to save him. Um, he's... He, I'm just gonna say he fucked his uh, his friend over, and then literally, I, I assume had sex with uh, the wife. And it's just there's so <laughs> there's so much there. Yep. Um, emotional journey is definitely accurate uh, <laughs> description of that, and um, I'm so excited to see where where that goes, how the conflict gets worked out. Um, it's just such a great starting point for a story. Yeah. There's so much to work with there. There are multiple, you know, I can see subplots going on, and it's a lot to pack into a short film. But I think it's also um, concise enough and specific enough as a pitch that um it's definitely doable as a short film I'm, I'm so excited to see where that goes yeah for sure it's it's been a lot of fun and there's a lot of um like you were saying contrast and conflict with it and like one of the very first things i learned in film is make it primal in I terms of screenwriting make it primal so yeah so there's these like uh, I think it's like seven or eight like primal instincts. And if you hit on any of them, you should do fine. And I feel like in this script, I have like five or six That's at so least. Cool. Like there's a love relationship and multiple of them, unfortunately, for mm -hmm. this situation. And, you know, but it's really more about, um, I think a lot of people keep saying rice, but I meant it to be Reese. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Reese's character. It's all good. Everybody does it. Um, Reese's character and his like uh, wrestling with this idea of like, do I help my best friend who screwed me over so hard or do I, you know, stick up for myself and essentially like mm -hmm. let his life pass him by and and not help at all. Um, so it's a really big um it's a really big story and and mindset to mm -hmm. be in, I guess, for him. And I'm really curious to see how um, how the character comes out of of the portrayal of it. And um, yeah, I can't wait to I can't wait to shoot it and have it out to Could everybody to see. Go into those some of those primal instincts if we can. Do you know them all off the top of your head? Sure. Uh, let me see. I don't know if I'll know all of them. Um, I know we have love, um, death, um, let me see if I can, <laughs> it's, all good. it's been a while. 
I have them all like written down. I'm like yeah, so bad I'm at pulling things off my mind, but I have like a chart that I keep. Um, if you happen to know, feel free to remind me. I don't <laughs> actually. This is uh, I mean I, I know the word primal and I'm familiar with the term primal instincts, but I haven't actually, um, heard of all. Would you say there were eight of them? I think there's like seven or eight. I can look them up if you want. Yeah, but let's, let's, we have the internet. I'm going to Google eight primal instincts and see what comes up. In terms of screenwriting, I know that, um, is it Blake Anderson in Save the Cat uh, wrote about them? Okay. That's a book um, I need to read. Everyone always recommends that one, and I have not checked it out. You know, it's a weird, like, I've gotten a lot of recommendations of it and a lot of schools use it. It's kind of the norm in school screenwriting classes mm -hmm. right now, but, um, the, like, I think it's great. I think the book is really well written and, and tells a lot, but I think that in some ways it kind of pins you down too much. Um, and I think that, yeah. And, it doesn't really go into all aspects of screenwriting, just the structure. And so for structure, mm. it's fantastic. Like, I think it's, it's golden to have his, his like particular structure, but I think that just having that structure and nothing else is going to get you nowhere. And so mm -hmm. there's multiple books, I would say that kind of piece together to make a really great screenwriter. So, mm. you know, but I love Save the Cat. It's a great book, and yeah. it really does. Um, it really does teach structure. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, I think I just found it. Sorry, should have come prepared. No, you're not unprepared. Mm. I sprung a surprise question on you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one though, because. Um, a lot of people don't know it, I think. Mm. You learned this at Towson? Yeah. Um, Shout out Mark Towson May University. Was... Let's go. Mark Mays, that was the, the director of the program, you said? He is the uh, head of the screenwriting department, but he okay. was the faculty that I was closest to and mm -hmm. kind of my mentor. So Very cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find... can't find it in here we can move on but okay. um yeah i'm not seeing it um We're good well I anyway think, well i think the concept is I can, we can we can follow up if you want to send them to me in an email we can post them in the show notes um when we post it but sure it, i just think the concept itself um and we got a couple of them we said love death um love death um there's like there's like seven or eight of them and they're they're all like particular points that if you if you use them correctly and you hit like a certain part of humanity mm -hmm. it'll like pull on these heartstrings and and it's almost a universal sense of like you know we we're all different people we all have different lives but we all experience these eight things just because mm -hmm. we're human and 
that's really what it takes to make a successful movie for everyone to yeah. love, you know? Yeah, so. I think that even if we don't have all eight right now, we will in the, the show notes when David follows up with them. But, but I think just that concept of tapping into something primal, something so emotional at the root of our core, um, like David said, it's, it's what people can relate to if you can make that movie accessible um, or that film for, for everyone. And, um, you know, maybe not everyone, but um, you're, you're really talking about the human condition, I think and what humanity and, and what right. the characters have to go through um, and the challenges they, they encounter. And then when you have challenges, that goes back to conflict and that goes back to those instincts and how we deal with them. Um, it's, you know, conflict and how do those characters react to that conflict. That's, to me, what makes a story really interesting. Talking about storytelling, David, uh, where do you typically draw inspiration for your work? You know, you say you've been starting making films since high school. Um, you know, what do you typically write about? Well, we know right. what you're writing about with this project, but do you look to your own life? Do you look at other films, other filmmakers? What uh, what gets you going in terms of uh, the screenwriting? Yeah, um, man, everywhere. Um, filmmaking is and storytelling is kind of life itself um, exaggerated. So I um, I generally draw from things I see around me and, and my daily life, I'm always, I'm very like a perceptive person aware of things. And, um, I just walking around stores and stuff, like I focus more, I tend to focus more on less on what I'm doing and more on mm -hmm. other people that I see. Um, so it could be like, I'm looking for a certain character and I see a guy at Walmart that just like, has the look I want or has the the personality that I'm looking for. And I might just like try to like tune into what they're, you know, like their day for a minute and try to come up with something or, um, and many times that's where things come from. But on another sense, there's, there's usually a spark moment um, where I'll get an idea and they come just randomly. And then I'll build on that by just, thinking about it over and over again and maybe i'll see something else that will like kind of add to it or i'll see something that'll make me think you know um i'm trying to think of an example for you oh one of my last films uh it's actually in post-production right now um it's been like a year in post <laughs> I feel trying that. to get the I'm sound uh, edited I'm, I'm it's been a nightmare sound on my that reason we're not talking <laughs> about the toms like I just got the email. I was like, oh, here's the <laughs> the 5.1 and the stereo mix finalized. I was like, oh, thank God. We're notes and notes and notes. Yeah, it's, it's such a process. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a mess. But, um, yeah, that film was called uh, Boxes, although now I'm thinking about changing okay. the name to Hotbox when we release it. Um, but it's, it's a comedy, like a buddy comedy um, about um, an – like a UPS deliver, essentially a UPS delivery driver who um, gets caught up in this oh, wow. situation with the Russian mafia. Um, when he's like, he's delivering these boxes um, to somebody's house and uh, this box goes missing. And I guess it had some mm -hmm. illicit things inside. And um, so the mafia is like, where's our box? And the whole film is, him and this guy who lives at the house trying mm -hmm. to work together even though they've never met to try to get this box back before oh, wow. the mafia comes for them um do we, uh, do we and find out so what's in the it's box? a mess but the um 
Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. It's basically just drugs, but um, but the whole premise of it is two people who have never met having to go on this adventure to find this box, and they come across at all these different houses, like some mm-hmm. really hilarious characters, and it was really just an out like a an outputting comedy but it ended up mm-hmm. with more of a drama feel to it too because there's That's like great. a really good sense of payoff which to of it. the so, um um i'm oh, sorry god but yeah that film i was just gonna link it back so that film idea came to me from um i was actually trying like considering becoming a amazon driver like on the side and Oh, and uh, so I was talking to some guys about it and stuff and like the Amazon guy would roll up and I'd run out there to like ask him about, you know, what's it like and how do you like it and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. So um, we were talking and he's like the really the funniest part about this job is all the people you meet because you'll come to a door thinking you're just going to put the box down. And then next thing you know, like somebody comes running out here asking you questions. (laughs) And so uh, he's and then the other um, side of it came from a different guy that I had asked about it, different Amazon guy who said it's weird for him because you never have any idea what you're dropping off. Like it's it's a plain Mm. box and you sit it on a doorstep and, you know, um, so. I kind of merged those two ideas together in a sense. And yeah. that's where the idea came from. So I guess ideas. That's awesome. We, uh, sorry, we just called, I wanted to say we called, uh, that idea, that concept of merging two ideas together in my grad program. I went for, uh, it was entrepreneurship, but we learned a lot about creativity and we learned certain creativity techniques. And one of them was called by association yeah. where you take two ideas and combine them. So that's a perfect example of, of doing that. I just think that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's, it's kind of just piecing together all the parts you need to make a great story. And um, in -hmm. some ways, you're gonna have to fill in the blanks, but it gives you a start, you know, so. Mm -hmm. Will you be submitting that short to festivals? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Now that one, what are uh... that one's a little bit shorter than um, the other one that I won the contest through. Um, Mm-hmm. or four but uh it's maybe roughly 14 minutes right now without the credits okay. so um yeah it's not i mean it's a standard short um hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get a decent run at that one and um i'm hoping for that one my main focus was more on local stuff i might send it out to some sure. of the bigger ones and see what happens but mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah like the maryland list the Maryland Film Festival is like my biggest one. Um, a lot of people okay. have that are connected to me have been in that one. So it's kind of like a jumping point for me. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Ocean City awesome. Film Festival is an interesting one. Um, so that's, oh, that's a Ocean couple. City, There's, I, I assume, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Philly, you guys probably go to Jersey beaches. Yeah, when when I hear <laughs> when I hear Ocean City, I think New Jersey. And I was like, why is he submitting? I didn't know Ocean City had a film festival, but it's Maryland. It makes sense. There used to be yeah. a May Film Festival that I had a film in. They're no longer a thing, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I love I love smaller film festivals because there's always such a sense of community there. Um, right. And a lot of them have like cash prizes that you don't always get 
at bigger festivals or maybe you know they're not as competitive because they're smaller i don't know it depends on the fest but um they're just such such great um networking opportunities too definitely yeah and that's what i'm most excited about honestly because i love talking to people about film and stuff and like at most i mean it's really a truth to this industry that everything you get comes through connections and people mm. you know um there's really not a situation i've been in where i've just like applied for something and got it like it's it's Except all just waiting for people <laughs> to call well <laughs> job wise you know right, 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 right um but so it's i mean everybody had said that coming into it but mm. really getting into it and seeing the like the level of you know how difficult it is at first and until you build up those connections and i mean i've been in it a year now and i've made to me what feels like a ton of connections and it's still nowhere near yeah. what i need to really be it's successful crazy. so when i graduated i was looking for a job in film somehow and i had a spreadsheet on my computer of literally everyone who was even tangentially connected to the film industry and i was just calling and emailing and nothing came of it, <laughs> but right. just, you know, and I had maybe, I don't remember, maybe 50 people on that list. And it was like, once you got through the list, I was like, well, now what? Um, and, you know, I ended up doing the film fund and now I do that full time, but it's just, it's crazy. You always think you have a ton of people and a ton of connections, but you know, you really, you always, there's always room for more. There's always room to talk to people meeting, you know, you might meet absolutely a, a crew member for your next show, you might meet the, a DP, you might meet a director or a, a producer who might be interested in working with you. It's, it's uh, or another writer to pair up with and collaborate on. Um, it's just awesome. I love festivals. Have you done the festival um, experience before? Um, I've been to a few, a lot of them. Um, I did a lot when I was in school, mm -hmm. like student festival stuff. Okay. Um, because at the time I was kind of in a higher weight class, so to speak, in terms of school stuff, like my, just with the program we had and things like that, we like, we're churning out festival winning films. Mm -hmm. But, um, as I've gotten into more professional stuff, um, I've been to a few and, and had films that I worked on that were mm -hmm. there, but not with my own gotcha. yet. So I really am excited to get there as a director. Yeah, best of luck. It's always so, it's so exciting and, and disheartening too when, when you, you don't get into everything. Yeah. Um, there's a great documentary out there called, it's a little dated, but it's called Official Rejection. And it's the story of this just this guy chronicling um, his experience of you know applying to these film festivals and getting rejected from them. And then he ends up getting into a bunch and uh, um, with you know the documentary he made about his film where he didn't get into the ones he wanted to actually ended up I think going to Sundance which is so ironic <laughs> yeah wow it's, it's a great film. yeah uh, snappy title as well which I'm a big fan of what are your um yeah the title yeah, is everything I'm a big fan of titles um very important you know it's all I hate to say it but at the end of the day everything's a product even if it is art at the same time and with a product comes marketing and at the end of the day you need a good title you need a good um attention grabber good marketing asset so uh so now real quick mm -hmm. now that you said that i gotta yeah. ask this question do you know the title of, of my film that i pitched and i do not if you do we just have the we just okay have the, can the i sentence i was gonna ask you before the end of the episode <laughs> can i reveal it because i'm curious yeah, what you think now okay so the title the title right now is liaison 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like it. I like <laughs> one word titles a lot. Um, or two word. I, I just, you know, the brevity is there. Um, and liaison. I, I like that because it's, you know, you're looking at, I don't know your exact reason for it. We can get to why you named it that in a second. But um, when I see liaison, I think of a connection between things. And clearly there's a connection between these people. There's the affair. There's the friend. There's the friend helping out, potentially saving the guy's life. Um, why did you choose that title? So when I pick a title, I like to pick something that, like you said, is short and sweet and to the point, but also is like a reflection of everything about the film and kind of its, its theme. It's like big picture scope. Um, and I really like one word titles as well. So a lot of people don't know that liaison has multiple, um, like definitions, um, so normally you think of like communication mm-hmm. person kind of between two that, people, but, yeah. but um, one of the definitions of liaison is a sexual relationship, especially one that is secret and involves oh, unfaithfulness okay. to a partner. So it literally yeah, just fits <laughs> the, the scheme. So, but then on the other hand, you have that communication because in some ways the, the wife in this film, um, her name's Donna, is essentially a liaison between these two friends. So yeah. it's just oh, in a negative context. So, so cool. it makes me it's, think of um, fiction um, where they op- he opens up with the definition of pulp or pulp. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just pulp. Um, and the first one is like, you know, a, a gritty, you know, ground down substance, blah, 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 blah. And the other one is like, you know, the crime novels or whatever. Um, so that's so cool. I, I love that. I'm, I'm a big, right. I was an English major, so I, I kind of nerd out on words and definitions and things like that. That's super <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's a good time. Like that's that's honestly one of my favorite parts of writing is finding that stuff, and um, it's a part that I think goes unnoticed sometimes, like or even just like unappreciated, um, is like mm. the title and logline stuff. So the pitch for this, essentially one word or a one sentence pitch like you're mm. you have everyone do at the film fun um yep that it's essentially a log line so maybe one of the reasons i did better than most and and was able to win this um competition here was because um like i've been trained mm. in how to write a log line Absolutely. pretty well i think and um yeah no, it's really and, important uh, but people don't realize it i get that feedback again and again and again from people who have won the film fund, they say what this really did was it taught me to sharpen my logline. It taught me really to get to the root of the story and what it's about and the conflict it's about. Um, and even if I've gotten mm-hmm. feedback from people who who don't win or if they get feed, we have a feedback service. So <laughs> sometimes I'll get feedback on feedback that are, are w- that we've written for them. Um, and they always say like, oh, like, you know, thank you so much. This was super helpful. My story was a little all over the place. Now I know, you know, this log line is really important and that's what I need to focus the story on, or at least the pitch uh, of the story. Uh, so I'm so glad you're, you're a fan of that. Um, I was about to ask you some of your favorite things about the For film sure. fund. You, uh, <laughs> you, you talked about it before I could even ask it. So I'm so glad uh, you're a fan of that. And ironically, as we're <laughs> talking about creative titles, I named the film fund, the company, the film fund, which is, uh, <laughs> it's, it tells it, tells it like it is. Um, if anything, 
<laughs> I, I, I kind of took inspiration from. Thank you. I think the film fun is great. They just basically they used to post one short a week. Uh, that's what they did. So I was like, well, this is a film funding company. Yep. Why not make it the <laughs> film fund? Because um, we don't really have an official, you know, government film fund in America like a lot of countries do. So anyway, um, David, I want to thank right. you so much for coming on the show. What's next for you? I know you're you're wrapping up post of boxes or maybe hot box if you rename it. You're looking for some more funding for uh, liaison. Yeah, um, privately, in terms of my own filmmaking, directing mm. situation, Liaison's definitely next. Um, I've been working on it for a really long time now and pre-producing and trying to get the funding where we need it. And as soon as we can get, um, I think our total yeah. budget right now is around 16000 So as soon as we can hit hit that threshold, um, we're going we're gonna to take off and running with that. So that's kind of my um, my next step. Um, I actually have a few, three or four shorts and a feature that I'm working on, mm -hmm. um, writing wise in the works. So over the next several years, that'll be my, uh, my mission to put out. Um, Hell yeah. So we yeah. Are, we're in the very early stages of launching our feature film funding program at the film fund. So stay tuned about that. There's something very exciting coming soon, hopefully announcing it later this year. It's been in the pipeline for a long time now. <laughs> just COVID and all the projects we do, it keeps getting pushed to the back burner, but I am determined to make it happen um, towards the end of this year. So stay tuned for that. Maybe we'll be able to help you out with that feature. That would be um, David, great. Do you have social media channels we could, we could check out? I do. Uh, it should be at David-Lenthicum um, on Instagram. Uh, I have a Twitter, but I don't really use it, to be honest with you. So if you're going to find mm -hmm. me, Instagram um, at David Linthicum, uh, David Dash Linthicum, or uh, my production channel is at Rogue Focus Productions. Um, and my YouTube, I have a decent YouTube, and a lot of my high school films and uh, student films are up there. On You can just search Rogue Focus Productions. It's a big picture of me with a steady cam. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. Your steady cam app, too. Yep. Uh, that's like where I'd like to get eventually is get certified in Steadicam professionally mm -hmm. so that while I'm doing my films on the side, I can work as a Steadicam up. And um, yeah, that's been a lot of fun too. So not a bad plan. David, I love it. Thanks for coming on. I want to remind all the listeners that at the time of this recording, our winter narrative and documentary contests are currently open until May 17th. If you're listening to this at a later date, we might put it out sometime later in May. Don't worry. We have four contest periods per year. Check out the website, thefilmfund.co, to see the most up-to-date information and when we're holding those contests. Check out our social media channels. We're at The Film Fund on Instagram, Simply Film Fund on Twitter. We have a LinkedIn. Just search The Film Fund and Film Fund Co. on Facebook. We have Kit Split gift cards this prize round, as well as that up to $10,000 prize. So check that website for the most up-to-date information for all of our contests. Also check out our new blog, blog.thefilmfund.co. Great filmmaking and producing chips. Chips. I wish we had chips. I didn't eat enough for breakfast, I guess. <laughs> Tips uh, on filmmaking. Sign up for that newsletter uh, and follow us on social to stay up-to-date on what's happening with the Film Fund. We have a great ebook on pre-production. Um, maybe you could learn some of the awesome things David learned with his rigorous academic background um, in that ebook. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tune in 
roughly once a month for these uh, these episodes. I try to post them on Fridays. David, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? Just keep working. Keep working hard. Everybody tries to work harder than you, so you got to work harder than them, right? I love it. I love that attitude. Thanks so much, David. Talk to everybody soon. Have a good one. Have a good one.